0: You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life Podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us.
1: Hi, welcome to the Kush Life Podcast. My name is Marshall Hill, and we are journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana, and we are still catching that love bug. Uh, today, I'm joined by the wonderful ladies and we're going to talk about Valentine's and we're going to talk about how cannabis has been involved with your relationships and then maybe some of mine. We'll, we'll go back and forth and share some stories. So before we do, please introduce yourself. Where do people find you? And then uh, we want to hear about your Valentine's Day. We want to hear about uh, what all you did. All right, ladies.
2: I'm Kendra and you can find me with elevated movement. I teach Sunday self-care sessions. They're online on zoom currently due to the weather and the pandemic, but we also have fitness classes at elevated fitness at twenty-six oh six South Sheridan suite F they have elevated Zumba
1: and yoga with Katie. Awesome. And I loved mine, uh, on Sunday it was wonderful. Uh, we did the, uh, Third eye chakra, right? That and especially, did. yeah, the part where we held here. And then we, what was that where we opened like a flower? You said, I thought that was really cool. Yeah,
2: the lotus.
1: Yes. Yeah, I really enjoyed it.
2: Thank you. Esma? Hi, uh,
0: my name is Esma, and I'm the owner of Simply Bear LLC. What I make is organic skincare with cannabis. I am an advocate and an educator in the cannabis community here in Oklahoma. Um, you can find me on Simply Bear LLC on Instagram and Facebook, and it's FoodForYourSkin.com on the website. Thank you for having me.
1: Yeah, so glad to be back again. Uh, all right, so we need to know. We need to know what you guys did. So fun on Valentine's Day. How was your day? What all did you guys do, Kendra? Um, I always start off with my own practice in the morning, a little bit
2: of movement and meditation. Um, then I read. I take a break in between. Teach my class. Are you an early riser? I generally really am. I can't stay in bed in the mornings. Like what's early? Um, four thirty
1: to six. Even on a Sunday morning, four thirty. Well, usually six on a Sunday. All right, and then but so sometimes they your... just
2: get up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are your movements? You said you get up and you do movements. What do you do?
2: Um, I usually do, a, you know, a couple of primary series. I do the sun salutations like a and B I do a couple of static poses. Like I like to pick a standing pose, like triangle. It's been the one I've been holding all week this week, usually. Um, and just kind of move on like through the week and build up or down, like adding on, you know, to the challenge of that particular pose. So I kind of pick a peak pose for the week for myself every week to work on.
1: All right. Well, what else did you do from the day?
2: (laughs) Well, it was kind of a chill day. Uh, You know, stayed inside, really had a good time. We had pre-marinated the salmon. We have a a traditional dinner that we have every year. It's the the first Valentine's meal my husband ever cooked for me um, when we were dating. And so it's soy and honey marinated salmon with a cucumber salad. And that's just what we eat every year. So we had that for dinner. Yeah, Yeah, it's just
1: not fancy, but it's just our thing. Nice. I like it. I like it. Esma, what about you? How was your day? What'd you do?
0: Uh, Man, I actually, this year was a little bit different. There was no plans. Um, Didn't go anywhere. I did not get out of my pajamas. So I uh, stayed on the couch, cuddled up all day with blankets. And then in the evening, um, I did a little whining to my husband. I was like, I didn't get no flowers and no strawberries. You know? So uh, what's funny is we had some um, medicated chocolate and uh, we already had some fruits some strawberry and orange and all that. So um, we melted some medicated chocolate and dipped the strawberries and ate them. And man, uh, an hour, not even, I was done gone for the night so it was a good night it was actually a very relaxing valentine's day for me this year
1: cool cool i have no fun stories i did absolutely nothing except a wonderful yoga class in the morning it was great Yeah. All right. So, uh, we, we did start, uh, uh a little conversation the other day. I met, uh, Brad, um, and then a couple other ladies out, uh, to, to have a cool discussion. And, uh, they mainly, uh, first started talking about how they began to interact early in their, uh, dating with their husband, uh, that they would smoke, right. It was a, a very early thing for them to do as a couple. And, um, it kind of developed, uh, an interesting conversation back and forth, especially around, you know, Valentine's day and couples, you know, there was a quote, couples that smoke, uh, stay together or something, you know, couples that toke stay together or something that, you know, she came out with. So, uh, first wanted to just to ask you guys, uh, how I'm evidently as much, since you medicated, uh, with chocolates and your husband, uh, do both you Kendra, do you, do you also, uh, medicate with your husband or how's that go in your guys' relationship?
2: Um, Yeah, that's something that we've done early on. Um, We actually had the opportunity to have a honeymoon in Europe. So medicating in Amsterdam was something that we did on our honeymoon.
1: Yeah. All right. Tell me about that. It it was just a day trip
2: and we didn't buy our, our train tickets on the way back, like ahead of time. So we just kind of went to the Anne Frank house, went to the Van Gogh Museum. We visited the greenhouse uh Centrum coffee shop and it had like a fish tank in the floor and they served all the desserts and you could roll up smoke outside and come back in and have something really yummy to eat. And, you know, we just kind of like were blitzed out and then all of a sudden the last train back to, to Paris was like coming up. And so we had to run to the train station And our cards didn't have chips in them at the time, it's like 2011, and they did over there. So we had no way to get money to buy these train tickets in the Netherlands. So we had to run to the bank, call, call an American embassy, like get them to try to do an exchange through the bank. And I was trying to tell my husband at the time, hey, I think the universe is telling me we should just hop this train and forget about it. And he was like, you can't do that. We'll go to jail in Europe. And I was like, no, I'm just, let's just try this out. Let's, we're on our honeymoon. What's the worst they're going to do? They'll make us pay for the tickets after all. And I'm trying to convince him to like live a little and like be a little wild and he's just not having it. so we do, we end up paying a ton of money for these train tickets. And then somebody jumped in front of our train in Brussels in Belgium. And we had a four hour delay and we were, high, like so high off great Amsterdam weed. And I think that's the only reason that the like, it that didn't impact the rest of our honeymoon. That didn't impact our marriage. You know, like somebody taking their life like on your honeymoon is kind of like a really big deal but it's never been like that kind of a story. It was just like this crazy, you know, his way, my way. Like, and how are we gonna negotiate this like type of marriage between the two types of different individuals we are. You know, and and in the middle holding
1: it together was the cannabis, huh?
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah! The bubble gum was was right there, what we needed for sure.
1: That's really cool. That's such a fun story. Such a fun story. Thanks for sharing, Esma. Uh, actually, my back in the day, my
0: little brother was my husband's friend, and uh, you know his, his dealer person, so. Um, he, my, my husband would call my brother and, you know, my brother would be with his hookup, you know, and that's, uh, that's how I met him was that, you know, he smoked with my brother and my dad before me and him even met. So, um, that was pretty cool, you know, um, let's see a funny story of us. There was actually, you know, we, we tried, like we've explored other, um fun drugs out there together in our marriage and uh whenever Oklahoma legalized the medical marijuana industry um we were introduced to dabbing and I've never dabbed before and um I think it was like the doctor dabber the 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 switch and uh I don't remember what kind of wax somebody put in there but my husband took a big old rip and um, he started sweating. He sweated so much. We had a big old shop fan in front of him. His forearms were dripping. His face was dripping. He was yellow. I was screaming at everybody. You know, I started panicking. I was like, we did every drug in the book together. And he's never tripped out like this. I was like, what'd you guys get? <laughs> so that was that was one story that I could say we'll remember for a very long time was um, whenever... He took that one dab rip and it it pretty much sent him to the moon for the rest of the night. It was pretty funny.
1: All right. So those are both really fun, great stories. It seems like cannabis has been a part of your guys' relationships from the beginning. Did you have past relationships where you were, you know, a smoker, but that person wasn't? And it's okay if you didn't. Uh, Was there ever a time that that was in part of a relationship or not part of a relationship?
0: Well, I was actually in a relationship where I was not the smoker and my ex was. But that was an you can have an unhealthy relationship, too, when it comes to cannabis. And that's when you let it take over, you know. Um, Okay, so let's say um, if he got home and didn't have his weed wasn't rolled up or whatever then he'd flip out you know or in any kind of stressful situation that was the first thing to go to so there there is an unhealthy relationship there that can exist for certain couples um so I've experienced both sides of the spectrum whereas right now in my relationship it's something that we do together to and wind at the end of the day and just laugh and talk about what we did and um it's something that we enjoy as adults with our friends. You know, when we have our adult time, it's usually a sesh with card games or dinner. And um so usually that's that's our time right now is what we look at it as. So it's very therapeutic in, in my relationship now. But um I I can point out a couple of examples where it could be an, a negative thing in your relationship.
1: Yeah, if it's one-sided and it's a um, more of a, would you call that more of an addiction, or more of yeah, an unhealthy yeah, be, absorption? An How would you define that? If we're going to say medically, you need to, you know, take your medication, but but maybe somebody was unhealthy in the way they consumed it.
0: Yeah, well, uh, your tolerance would be extremely high and like you would, no matter how much you smoked, it did, you didn't get that head change or the body um, relaxation anymore. It just caused more of a stress. So um, let's say like whenever it was something you did to therapeutically calm down in order to clean the house that starts becoming where you can't get anything done until you smoke a bowl and if you don't have enough or it's out there then you're panicking and you got anxiety so it it can it can go towards the negative side of the spectrum quick
2: I like the term it's a little more harm reductionist uh use disorder or like harmful use okay explain a little bit what do you mean like, you asked the, like, specifically, do you call that addiction? And I think, like, Esma touched on a lot of the different things. That's a DSM, like, five, and I, I'm not qualified to make that kind of a call on what is or isn't, you know, like, the, a diagnosis. But I do fall, I do, I do subscribe to the theory of harm reduction, which is, is kind of in line with decriminalization of substances that are recreational um, or psychoactive in nature. And I, like, their approach to use as being like harmful use or like habitual use or like normalized use. You know, there are some people that have normalized use that is habitual, but it's not harmful. Then you have habitual use that is like kind of sometimes helpful, but sometimes harmful. It's that borderline gray area. And then you have use that is like habitual and harmful. You know, like it it impacts relationships, your ability to have a job, your ability to function in other areas of your life. You know, like there's a spectrum and I don't necessarily like, I don't know, that's kind of how I look at it instead of like maybe necessarily the addiction model.
1: No, yeah, So, Kendra, any stories of past relationships or people you know that have had a similar situation where it was, it was one-sided and maybe it caused an issue?
2: Um, I can honestly say that legalization and decriminalization, one of the number one reasons I'm a huge supporter is that I've seen what not having access can do to individuals like in choosing other substances that are more harmful like opioids or alcohol or k2 i even have someone very close to me that because they didn't have access to cannabis and because that they you know were on probation and were drug screened but that those you know like synthetic you know copies of of cannabinoids that were not yet registered with the dea and all of that stuff under the controlled substances act know they were untested unregulated harmful and they were really really hurtful to this individual you know in their health and in just the way that they live life at the moment and so yeah like i think not having access to cannabis and then not having i think real education about use you know how, how what kind of use how and when to use it when it's mindful when it's appropriate when it's applicable to the situation you know when it's too much when it's enough you know and finding that that's where we're at in this like kind of like new area of cannabis and research and as medicine and science progresses i think we'll have some more answers but i really think having access is more important because maybe if my ex had smoked a joint you know things would be different between me and him but it was alcohol instead and that just didn't work out
1: Yeah, and it could really be that, and I think that's kind of the point, too, that a lot of people could take, right, is it could be one or the other, right? There's plenty of alcoholics that cause massive issues in in relationships. So, not that cannabis should always, but, you know, we were talking with with the ladies the other day that, uh, you know, fortunately, they had similar stories to you guys. Uh, Brad and I had different stories. Uh, For instance, me specifically was you know, in the past relationship for me, uh, the lady had come off of some other, you know, things, right? She had been addicted to other stuff, was coming out of some rehab. So she didn't really want to be around it at all um, until a couple of nights, you know, she would try it thinking that it would be good, but she said it kind of made her feel like she wanted to go back and take the other stuff. And so did create some uncomfortable times of when, Listen, I'm going to smoke just about every night, right? Uh, I found it to be very good for me and my relationship because it made me a little less anxious around somebody and being able to hang out again more and getting to know somebody. And that seems kind of basic, but you know, when you come out of depression and anxiety and all that, and especially around relationships, you know, it definitely affects. And so I needed to medicate a lot of times just to relax and and be you know better around. Uh, and when, when it became time that she didn't always like it, well, it does create a little bit of a, a, a thing. So when I've talked to, it, it seems to be now, like in relationships, you almost want to ask, you know, is that, <laughs> are you a, are you a drinker? Are you a smoker? Are you a this? Uh, and that, uh, I would say in relationships, it's becoming talking to more and more people. Uh, Brad was specific about it. Some other people I've talked to it's now almost becoming, if you do kosher if you don't it might not be kosher for the relationship um you know it is is what it is uh do you think that's because of a lifestyle or do you think it's still because of the stigma what do you guys think
2: probably a little bit
1: of both honestly yeah yeah i mean there still is some people that but it is growing with uh awareness uh like we've all three talked about how education is important (laughs) Uh, I put out a pretty cool, for me, it was a little video that I put together and put it out and had multiple uh, conversations with some people that I didn't even know were in the industry that I was friends with for a long time. I had friends from high school that, you know, we grew up real conservative together, they reached out, sent some messages and had some good conversations. Uh, And, you know, I think that's, that's where it starts to help that stigma. And it can definitely break down, which would help then, you know, some people in relationships. So, all right, uh, last piece of advice uh, from you uh, experienced and uh, well-togethered couples, you know, uh, cannabis and relationships. Last piece of closing advice uh, you recommend, don't recommend, uh, must-have for people, and just any type of uh, Valentine's and cannabis advice you want to give. Kendra, you're on the spot because Esma always wants you to.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's just nice to take advantage of that deeper embodiment and enjoy the time together, you know, physical touch or lovemaking even is something that just enhances and, and reestablishes that bond between two people. So, you know, you could give yourself a massage that's medicated or use that moment to just like even eye gaze, you know, that's and, and have a loving meditation, just looking in one another's eyes. All right. All right. Can I
1: ask some questions real quick? Is that, is that cool? Can we get into a couple of things then? Yeah. All right. What are some ways that you guys have, you know, you don't have to go right too far detail, but you know, romantic, like you said, there's some things that you did. So we're talking Valentine's, we're talking relationships, you know, we're talking cannabis. I I'm with you. Like there's definitely, as I started becoming medicated, uh, you know everything in that romance category begins to get elevated touch gets elevated you know everything grows which is is fun it makes it really interesting so what are some different things or ways that you would recommend
2: um like like i said definitely um using that enhanced like embodiment and and having like fun things like sheepskin or like you know different textured like fabrics or and things like that to have around or on your bed or you know in front of the fireplace or you know however you get down like that kind of stuff's just interesting texture like fuzzy textured pillows and 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 soft and sensual things lighting you know candles like enhanced mood you know dimming it all like Scenes set and setting are so very important. And when everything's enhanced and embodied, you know, that just really multiplies that, that experience. So just really honing in on what you think is sensual sense, you know, different. Have you, you mentioned oils senses. and
1: massages? Have you gotten into some good, do you, you found any that you really recommend or like? I do like the, the
2: bison extracts for friction oil. It's really nice. And then like, if you do any of your own at home like mct oil and things like that are nice or even olive
1: oil or so if if you did a you know i'll do an infused coconut oil and i'll usually cook with it uh that wouldn't really be it wouldn't be very beneficial dermis wise would it
2: i think so uh when i have i i it, it works i get um I get the topical sensation that you would get from like a, um, I had the opportunity to try like Foria and some of the, the name brand ones and different things like that. And it's just a couple of essential oil blends. And like Esma said before it, the enhanced blood flow because it opens your capillaries is a huge part of the like arousal process. Right. And then also if it's got THC in it and not just CBD, there's going to be some of that endocannabinoid response in that area as well. So like, you know, depending on where
1: you're putting it and where you're using it. All right, all right, that's interesting, Esma. Uh, if somebody's going to uh, make their own coconut oil, and uh, how how's your take? Since you're the skin lady, how's your take on that? If are we going to use that in a romantic setting, and it's going to uh, increase everything? Um, especially in a massage setting, whenever you're
0: trying to. Um, let's say, give a foot rub for your partner or a nice back rub, whenever you're using an infused coconut oil, um, it actually increases the warmth too in in using it that way. So it helps relax your body overall and your mind together. So like Kendra was talking about, you know, with the scents and everything. So soft lighting, using it in a, in a infused oil and, um, doing it in a massage setting. Um, you can also incorporate some infused desserts or drinks, um, just to make it strawberries, Yes, chocolate and strawberries. And it actually worked out perfect, you know? Um, so all that helps, but you know, everything in moderation, um, I want to say, uh, to be able to set the tone and um, focus on each other during that time and make it important, you know, just to let the other person that your, your time is important more than the, the hallmark part of it, you know. So uh, instead of being focused on the card and the, and the flowers and posting a photo about what you did for Valentine's Day, more so, the focus of what you did, what you did during that time. So, um, quality, everything in moderation.
1: Ladies, thank you so much. Great, uh, great advice and information for the community. Uh, glad that you guys both had a wonderful uh, Valentine's Day, and uh, thank you for all the great info. It's great getting to continue to know you guys uh, and uh, how you do your life with cannabis. So, thank you so much. Thank, thank, you thank you so much. much. Alright, you guys have a great night. You too, thank you.
0: Bye. Hey guys, this is Katie at Kush. I just wanted to give you guys a friendly reminder. We do happy hour every morning from 10 to noon. It's every day. 20% off everything in store except for the daily deal. That's right, 20 percent off. You can get concentrates, edibles, pre-rolls, flour, all at 20% off every morning 10 to noon. Come and see us. It's the kush life for us. Kush Live.